we all have kids and we all have that one spot in the house where we stash all their artwork. We all say one day I will organize their artwork. I'm going to frame it. I'm going to take pictures and store it in the cloud. How is that going for you, Rob? Wouldn't it be nice if we could reclaim that space and find a service that takes the artwork and turns it into an art book or framed mosaic? Well, fret no more, my rad dads. On, the pod, on our podcast tonight is a rad dad who has solved our artwork clutter nightmare. Jed Gold, the founder and CEO of Archive. Jed, welcome to the show. Gentlemen, how are you? Thanks for having me. I'm excited for tonight. Such a great introduction. I am a dad. Uh, I've got two girls, 16 and 13. And yeah, 10 years ago, set out to solve this problem of what to do with all the artwork they were creating because we were literally drowning in it and uh, and thought, you know what, there's got to be a better solution than having this stuff piling out of drawers and all over the fridge and in boxes in the garage. And so uh, it's been uh, it's been a fun ride. So the artwork clutter nightmare you have solved. Not only have we gotten rid of the clutter, we have found a way to actually celebrate kids' artwork and make kids feel like special about themselves and like the parents are appreciative of their creativity, right? So, I mean, who, what kid wants to find their art in the garbage? It happens all the time. Now with, with Archive, no art, no garbage. I will never forget the look on my daughter's face. We were cleaning up and it just so happened one of, the, one of her pieces wound up in the trash. And oh my God, she was heartbroken. I, I begged and pleaded for forgiveness. I saved my wife's behind. I told her it was me and not my wife. That was, that was very kind of you. Take one for the team. What challenges have you faced um, raising your kids? Oh gosh, I've got, I've got two teenage girls. Where do you want me to start? I mean, I, I am in it. So it was, you know, it was so easy. It seemed so easy early, those early years. I was like looking at my friends who had boys, Rob, I'm sure you can attest. Like the boys were like all over the place. They're dirty. They stink. My girls were like calm as cucumbers, fun, dainty, like easy, easy. And then suddenly like eighth, ninth grade hit. And I was like, oh, what's up? You're not so easy anymore. So, um, yeah. No longer the little princess? You know, they will always be my little girls, but uh, but no, no. I mean, there is, there is nothing like middle school girls. I didn't, obviously, like, none of the three of us can fully appreciate this because we didn't have that as a middle school experience as, as men, but middle school girls, whew. Those were fun years. I literally uh, cannot wait for my younger one to be like out of middle school. <laughs> Sounds like a bit of a challenge. But I, look, I, I'm not looking forward to those years. Sounds like you're you're in the thick of it. 14 and 17. Um, my 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 oldest daughter is 13, and I'm starting to get a little taste of the tood. And I, I I just I look at my wife. I said, uh, I'm just going to leave for a few days because <laughs> eventually. I think, so I have three daughters, right? I have yeah. my wife, so it's four females, and my mother-in-law. Oh. So I got Hello. five females in the house. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It becomes a bit You're challenging. 
you're outnumbered for sure. Did you get a like male dog? Two. I have two male dogs. Okay, so see, you were smarter than me. I had two female dogs and two daughters <laughs> and a wife. Glutton for punishment. <laughs> yes, for sure. So, how has becoming a father changed your life, and and what has it taught you? Oh gosh. So, I always knew like being a dad was my calling. I mean, I literally changed my career path as a result. I was I was on one path and was super focused for a really long time and had and had been so and always knew exactly what I thought I wanted. And then my daughter was born, my first daughter. And and I was traveling all the time and I was never home and out at night during the week and at events and was sort of missing even it, literally like the first three or four months I was just never around and I had this glimpse of oh this is what the future is going to be like I'm just not going to be around for all these important milestones as she grows up no that doesn't work for me at all um, and so got off the path I was on and decided that I needed to control my my future uh, in a different way in, in a way that would allow me to be around to really be an integral part of raising my kids. So, um, so yeah, it was, I would say having kids was literally, literally changed my life um, and everything that I had thought I wanted up until that point. So which is a nice segue into our next question. That's, that's fantastic. It's amazing. Uh, So which, which leads us to the next question. Um, One of the challenges we face as dads is the work life balance. How have you been able to effectively build archive and, and spend time with your family? So the nice thing about running my own business is that I can sort of decide when I work, <clears throat> even if that means like in the middle of the day, putting stuff down and making sure I'm at pickup or whatever is necessary. Right. So, um, I, I chose to be around a lot and I work very late into the night. So especially as the company really started to take off, I mean, for a number of years, it was, it was pretty, uh, unfortunately low key, right. It was not taking up a ton of time because we were not making a lot of money. Um, and just, we're having, we're struggling with the business. I'm happy to share some of that story in a bit. Um, but once the business really started to take off and it was requiring a ton of my time, it would not be uncommon for me to work until three in the morning and shut my laptop and wake back up at seven. Um, and I did it right. It was, it's a, it's a sacrifice you make so that you can, you can be present for your kids and, um, just do what you have to do to, to put them first. So how did, how did archive come about? How did, how did, how did you start archive? Where did the idea come from? And, and I know prior to us recording, we spoke about how originally was an app. Can you, can you tell us, tell us the history of, uh, of archive? Love to came home one night, my kids were three and six and my wife was taking pictures of our kids artwork and I asked her what she was doing. And she said she was tired of all the clutter and she was going to make a book of all the art. And I was watching her take pictures of it with her camera, thinking to myself, the pictures have to go from your camera to your computer, from your computer, upload to a website. At that point, they're going to be out of order. You're not going to remember who did what. You're busy. That book is never getting made. 
great idea, terrible execution. And so I thought there has to be an easier way. I guarantee you someone has created an app to solve this problem because every parent in the world can relate to it. So I said, I'll go upstairs and I'll find it for you. I'll be, I'll be back in a bit. Went upstairs, couldn't find anything. Emailed five different moms who I was friends with and asked each of them if they had heard of anything like this or, and if, if not, if it existed, would they use it? Each of them responded, you know, by the next morning saying, never heard of anything like it. And holy shit, that's amazing. That app needs to exist. And so literally within two weeks, I had incorporated, wireframed out what would become Archive 1.0 and raised a small round of friends and family funding to, to set off building the app. Launched the app right around back to school of 2012. And five days later, we we're on the Today Show. Um, and honestly, like I wasn't really building it to be a business. I was building it as sort of a, a side project. I had sold my previous company and was sort of looking for something to do. And I thought this would be, this would be an interesting sort of experience to put an app into the app store. And suddenly, literally within a week, we had more installs than I had anticipated getting in the first six months of the app. My goal was to get 10,000 installs of the app within six months. And we hit that in seven days. Um, and so wow. Apple then starts, Apple then starts featuring us, which was incredible. Um, Apple featured us literally every day for four years. We had a bunch of people who wanted to throw some money in. So we raised around the funding and sort of set off to go build a company around it. Uh, I'm going to spare you the details of the next five years of my life where we make absolutely no money and are like basically not paying ourselves and complete disaster. Candidly, my fault, the, the assumption around the business model was completely flawed. My assumption was everyone who was uploading their kids art all year would hit the print button and buy books. And so it was like free storage, pay for books. And I was like, I don't know, 90% of people are gonna do that, right? Why would you upload your stuff and not hit the print button? Turns out, 90 plus percent of people never hit the print button, which is fine unless your model relies on them hitting that button, in which case you have no business model and you have no money and that was us. Um, so, so yeah, so it was, it was rough going, but we were storing literally millions of, of pieces of art of people's memories. And so my partner and cousin Jeff um, and I sat down and we're like, we can't shut the business down. What if we like, offer, we looked at our, we looked at our user base and we had a hundred thousand people who had cr downloaded the app, created an account, but never uploaded a single image. And so we asked ourselves, Hey, what's happening with those people? How do we solve this problem for them? Because obviously they have art, they wanted to use archive and they're just not doing it. And so we decided to do the work for people and offer to professionally photograph the art if they sent it to us. And that's really when the business turned. So, so something important there that, that I want to I want to just go back a little bit five years and then said, you know what, we, we just got to retune this. And this is the direction we got to. It's a good question. So we weren't making no money. It wasn't like literally zero, but it was not enough. It was, it was enough to sort of keep the lights on and pay like a, a customer service person pay to keep updating the app a little bit. You know, it was we were losing money, don't get me wrong. And we were burning through the money we had raised um, and we weren't really paying ourselves. So that is true. 
Um, but we knew, we knew this was a real problem. And I think it wasn't that the market was wrong. It was that we hadn't figured out how to effectively service people's needs. And that's, that's sort of what kept us going of trying to figure out, okay, what are we doing wrong? How do we make this, how do we make this business work? Um, and so it turned out that what made the business work was doing the work for people. So it wasn't until we productized that offering and turned it into the archive box that the business really took off. What determined like, Hey, listen, we should send people a box to fill out art and will like, was it through brainstorming? Was it through like, how did you guys come up so, with it? So the, we sort of beta tested the concept by essentially saying to people, we sent an email out to these 100,000 people and said, if you're interested in having us photograph the art for you, take any box you have at home and just send it to us and we will do the work. And we had some people do it, not a ton, but enough people did it for us to know that there was something here. And what was also interesting was that the people who sent their art were willing to spend a substantial amount of money to have the convenience of having it done for them and having the art professionally photographed. And so our thought was, how do we, how do we take even more of the friction out of this process? Well, let's not make people look for a box. Let's literally send them an empty box with a return label. So all they have to do is throw their stuff inside the box, slap the label on, on, on it, and drop it back off at UPS and send it to us. And we would literally do everything else and send them a link to preview the final product. And that's, that's when the business started to work. So it started to do better actually, actually when, we sell, when we started to sell the box. What really changed the business was we created a very simple video that explained what, and we put the video up on Facebook and Instagram. And I, I literally remember the day because uh, one day, we were selling one amount of boxes and we woke up the next day and we had sold, I think 30 X the boxes we had sold the previous day. And so that's wow. okay. Something is going on. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was a wild ride. I mean, so I tell the story, Joel, our, our USPS guy who would come and pick up our empty boxes to, to ship out to people that we had sold that, you know, from the previous day. He'd come and he'd pick up seven or eight boxes and he'd carry them out to his truck and it wasn't that big of a deal. You know, very friendly guy, come in, say hello. And within three weeks, the postal service was sending nine ton trucks to pick up full truckloads of archive boxes. It was wild. It was wild. Those were fun times. We were hiring. <laughs> that is amazing. I, I was, yeah, was going to ask. Can't, I can't confirm or deny, but it's very possible that child labor was involved. Uh, during that, during that, those first, uh, those first couple months, there may or may hey, not when, have been you, 11 year old, a couple 11 year old girls hanging out, making boxes with us. That's when the family gets together and they start cranking it and, and putting in their time too. That that's, that's exactly. amazing, man. That's, that's a beautiful story. That's fantastic. It's been fun. It's been fun. So we've had the opportunity to, to really build the company that we had always envisioned and hire people as well, right? Like create jobs, which was, has been honestly so meaningful. I mean, we, we employ 
you know, depending on the time of year, 60, 70, 80 people. And a lot of them are, um, we have a lot of parents. So we have, we have actually like married couples who work for us. So we have like literally the whole family. Um, we have creative, like, you know, people who want to be actors or musicians or artists. And so we've created an environment that allows people to both have a job, but also prioritize the rest of their lives because that was always important to Jeff and I. We want to make sure that we did the same for the people who work for us. So, you know, you've got your kids got a soccer game. Get out of here. Go go to the soccer game. Work later. Um, you need you got to go to an audition. No problem. Schedule yourself around the stuff you need to do. And and so that's been really rewarding as well. So the essentially, I guess, has been effective, but did that also increase the sales on the app or did the app kind of stay flat? So the app has, there's always been a community of people who want to DIY. And so if you don't mind taking the time doing it yourself or you don't want to send the money for the archive box, the app is a fantastic option for you. And, and yes, every week, thousands and thousands and thousands of images are being uploaded through the app. Totally separately, you got the people who are buying the box who are, who are you know, opting into that service. Both are, both are great. That's awesome. That's great. You have two sales channels. Yeah. So what, and by the way, uh, Rob, yeah. So the shift to home, you know, during COVID was scary as hell in the beginning, but then what happened was everybody was home doing home organization projects. And wouldn't you know, we happen to have a company that helps people get organized. That's amazing. So I know I read somewhere that you're originally from the East coast and you, I am. you went to the West coast. What was the draw to the West coast to start archive on the West coast? So graduated college, I'd grown up in Connecticut, went to school at Michigan and, uh, and all of my friends were picking up after college and moving to Manhattan. And I thought, you know what, I've been hanging out with all of you guys for the last four years. I love you all, but I'm going to get in my car and I'm going to go the other way. And I started literally with absolutely no destination in mind threw my stuff in my car, my, my Honda Accord and uh 1993 honda accord and started driving and so two months later hit ocean avenue in santa monica literally drove as far west as you can possibly drive and looked around and thought you know what this isn't so bad i think i'll uh, i think i'll stay here for a little bit and never left wow that's uh that that takes that takes uh, some guts adventure it's all about the journey not the destination right I, I guess it's probably like consistent though with somebody who goes and starts a company and doesn't make money for five years, right? There's, <laughs> there's probably a theme. I've never, I've never really thought about it, but it's pro I probably have the right personality type. <laughs> so one, one thing uh, as dads, we pick up family traditions from, from our parents. Yeah. Um, what, what traditions have you, you picked up as a kid from your parents? And what would you like to see uh, passed along or your, your kids passing along to their children? So, you know, 
my parents always made us feel super loved and my dad, despite traveling a ton and, um, and working a ton, always made it home for our games. You know, I was very athletic. My sister was as well, you know, played three sports a year. He made sure he was, you know, coaching our teams and, uh, and prioritizing us. And so I think I, I have a really good model for, for what it means to prioritize your family. Um, you know, with my kids, I have, I, I, first of all, I love this question because I think traditions are so important and it's the things that kids really remember. So you, know, you could ask my girls and I guarantee you, like they would tell you that some of their best memories are the things that, that we created as traditions, right? So for me, it's been, um, you know, like French toast Sunday, every Sunday I've gotten up with them and make French toast with them. Um, that just was a thing all from all through growing up as they've gotten older, you know, now it's, it's the farmer's market. So Sunday mornings, we go to the farmer's market and we walk around and we go for lunch. Um, and so it's just sort of the, I think it's that, that consistent time each week that the kids get and that quality time together, um, that is, is what they'll remember when they're older and, and it's meant honestly so much to me as well. That that's so important. That time, the time spent with our kids, those few hours, you know, on a Sunday morning at the farmers market. Absolutely, that's those are memories that they're going to cherish, and 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 something they'll never forget. I hope so. I hope so. That's the idea. All right, Jed. So we're on to the rapid fire round. So okay. favorite book? Atomic Habits. No question. James Clear. Favorite food? Mm, ribeye steak that I make. Favorite sports team? New England Patriots. Oh, my God. Uh, favorite dad moment? Sorry. Grew up in Connecticut. Oh, there's a line down Connecticut, either New York or New England. I know, I know. Um, and Tom Brady went to Michigan, as did I, so kind of. There you go. Yeah. Uh, favorite dad moment? So, I mean, anytime my, anytime my kids perform, whether it's sports, theater, seeing my kids shine, favorite dad moment. Favorite vacation spot? Maui. That's a good one. Uh, best dad joke? Best dad joke. <clears throat> What do you get if you cross an angry sheep with an angry cow? What? An animal that's in a bad mood. <laughs> Definitely didn't have that one yet, so that was good. I mean, sorry. I apologize. Hey, it's a dad that qualifies as a dad joke. That's that's funny. I'm going to tell that to my kids later. <laughs> can you tell the our listeners where they can sign up for Archive? Yes. If you are interested in Archive, in getting an Archive box, go to archivebox.com, A-R-T-K-I-V-E, box.com, and use promo code RADDADS. And you'll get a discount. How's that? 
$20 off your box. That's awesome. Archivebox.com. And use Rad Dads as a promo code. Fantastic. That's awesome. So there is, there's actually one last question that, that we ask all dads. Yeah. The question is, um, if you can impart either a word or words of wisdom to fathers, what would it be? Lean in. This time goes so fast. Be as present as you possibly can. I think, uh, I think the greatest regret a dad would ever have is missing out on their kid's childhood because they thought that work or other things were more important. So totally get everyone needs to make a living, but, uh, but steal every possible second you can to be with those kids. That's, that's amazing. So one, one thing that, that I've always promised my kids is if they had a sporting event, I would always be there regardless. Um, and, because I remember when I was a child uh, growing up and I played soccer, um, you know, my parents never really showed, came to games. Actually, I, I lie. My mom came to one game. She didn't understand the game. She was hooting and hollering. And I asked her, I said, please, no more games. <laughs> I love that you make sure that you're at them though. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I made a promise to them and, and, and I intend to keep it. If, if, if I'm in another state or, or away on business, you know, they understand the challenges, but if I'm around and, and I can do it and I will be, I, I will be there. I love that. So that's perfectly at 30 minutes to the T. So thank you, Jed, for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. And we had some scheduling difficulties, but awesome interview. Really appreciate it. Guys, thanks for having me. So fun. And uh, congratulations on all the success. Thanks. thanks. Thank appreciate you. It was, it was a pleasure chatting with you and a pleasure meeting you. Likewise.